All right, welcome back into the show. I'm Scott Prather. It's ESPN 1420, and it's time to spend a little time on a very busy morning on the Pelicans. And uh, that guy, yeah, you just heard him in the uh, little liner coming out of the break. That'd be Mr. Zion Williamson. He is uh, an all-star officially. The fourth youngest all-star of all time. One of only 10 players ever to be an all-star at 20 years or younger. Only one was younger than that. Kobe made it at 19. And here to talk to us a little bit about that is friend of the program and um, guy that knows quite a bit about that franchise in New Orleans that call themselves the Pelicans. That would be Ali Cassell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, covering the New Orleans Pelicans for SB Nation, co-host of the Bird Calls Inno podcast. Ollie, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning, Scott. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Well, I know that a lot of folks felt like Zion um, deserved to be an all-star this year, and there were quite a bit of folks that thought he didn't. Um, once you had the backcourt and frontcourt reserves filled uh, and you had a few spots left, all right, who's it going to be? Well, um, last spots went to uh, a guy that – Played for the franchise many years ago that I still think, in my opinion, is is the best in franchise history in Chris Paul. But um, mm-hmm. another guy that think many think will, will be that guy at some point in Zion Williamson. They get those spots. I know you weren't surprised, but um, what what was your immediate reaction when it happened and, and some of just the, the reaction around, we'll call it uh, basketball Twitter, from the national side of things in, in regards to Zion getting selected right so when word came down I, you have to say it was kind of relief because Zion Williamson is deserving to be an all-star I think that's the biggest thing people need to realize that people or I should say players on losing teams can and deserve spots on that team um, we've seen it happen in the past I just think it the bar is a little bit higher Scott when you're not currently you know one of the top eight teams in either conference but there are, you know, like I said, times where a player does deserve it because of either their uniqueness and, and combination of stats or, or what have you that really raises them to that level where they deserve to make the game. And I think we've seen that from Zion this season. You know, when you see a player, forget the highlights, everybody's seen the dunks, but when you see a player that's on pace to have a season unlike, you know, we've seen since Kevin McHale where, he averaged over 25 points per game and shot over 60% from the field. And that's only been done once in history. Like I said, by Kevin McHale, you really have to take note of that fact. And there's other comparisons that can be made on what he's really doing. But I think when you look at what he's done, which way he's trending, and over this last month, how much his numbers have really even come up that much higher, and now he's playmaking, that suddenly he's become an unstoppable force. And I feel like that's what all-star games are about. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked Devin Booker didn't make it. There was a good case to be made from Mike Conley, maybe DeMar DeRozan as well. But, look, I think Zion's just as deserving. And I don't think, like I said, the barometer, the dividing line, should be how well the team is playing. I think you're allowed to look past that. Well, like I said, we've seen that in moments in history. Ali Gassell, our guest, you mentioned a um, couple of guys that, that could have got in. And I think – you know, at this point, the second best player in franchise history, Anthony Davis, who's now with the Lakers, um, he, you know, he's not going to play because of that injury. So who replaces him? I think Adam Silver 
probably goes with Devin Booker. Some would say DeRozan or Conley, De'Aaron Fox. I know there's some Pelican fans that say, hey, Brandon Ingram. I think he's probably maybe behind Conley, DeRozan, and Booker on that list. Not to say he's not deserving, but you've only got so many spots, and I think those guys probably deserve a little bit more at this point. Um, but I think I think ultimately Booker will get in. I'm with you. I mean, Devin's the, the case for Devin has always been like his team has never won enough. They're pretty good. Well, this this year, of course, <laughs> they are. Good. They're twenty and ten. What I think fourth in the Western Conference. And yeah, of course, Chris Paul adds a lot, and he's going to. Let's face it, Devin Booker without them, where would the Suns be? So he's close to you know twenty five points per game. He's still averaging a fair amount of assists, and of course, one of the best shooters in the game. So. I'm a thousand percent with you, Scott. I think he definitely needs to get in. I mean, he's been in the league now, I think, what, five or six years, and he's yet to make an all-star team. So I think it's time that gets changed. Yeah, he's probably the most disrespected player in the league. And and I can say that as someone that does not root for Phoenix or anything like that. Um, all right, so Zion, point Zion. Let's talk about points. Um, seeing a lot more of just the ball in his hands uh, the game on Sunday against Boston, the the biggest comeback in franchise history that, no disrespect, Ollie, but you, me, and no one saw that coming when they were down 24 midway through the third, especially coming off of a performance uh, against Phoenix and Chris Paul and Booker the game before where they played okay for three quarters and then turned into the Washington Generals for the fourth. So it's kind of just network TV, like, are you kidding me? You're like, here come the hot takes and Zion this and Ingram that. Well, the two of them just turned it on, and they have this incredible comeback, and you see Zion getting the ball, bringing it up the floor, creating himself, as opposed to, man, it's late in the game. Let's do whatever we can to get him the ball in the paint, and gosh, there's double teams. They're, they're coming over the picks. We can't get it to them. So they just said, let's, let's go, you know, quote, point Zion. Is that something we'll see more of not in crunch time, but just at various points in a game? Or do you think that's more reserved for just those those moments in a game where he's kind of feeling it and we just we just need to just keep giving him the rock and this is the easiest way to do it? No, people need to get used to this. Zion Williamson is going to be, the, I think, the ball handler more and more often. Um, that's the plan, anyways, when we ask Stan Van Gundy about it. And he corroborated the fact that, yes, that was the mission at the start of the season. Let's get the ball in his hands more, make him more of a perimeter player, because that's who he is. And and if you see the ball handling and the decision-making, yes, I think that absolutely makes for the right decision. I mean, he, I don't know if people know this, but Zion Williamson was a point guard growing up. And, you know, the skills are evident. So, he, may, I mean, Scott, in that game against the Boston Celtics, he had not only the points, right? I think it was about 24 points in the second half, but the rebounding, the assist with zero turnovers. Consider how many touches he had. You want this guy to be making those decisions for the Pelicans. And the way he closed out that game, the way he found Brandon Ingram to hit that three, it was a stark contrast to the game they slipped through their fingers, right? Against the Portland Trailblazers where B.I. had the final shot and or decision. And, that's been a struggle for this team over the years, but especially last year. And Brandon has struggled, you know, throughout his career in fourth quarter and clutch minutes. It's not to say he'll never figure it out. He's only 23, but right now Zion seems to be able to handle that workload. So I'm a thousand percent for it. And I know the Pelicans are for it. They just are slowly increasing that level of responsibility. 
They don't want to put too much too soon on his shoulders because, let's face it, it's a lot of wear and tear. You're asking this guy who's athleticism and, and everything he does in games to suddenly, you know, all of a sudden really up his workload. No, they're being very mindful of it. But uh, Sam Van Gundy does, Scott, imagine time where he'll basically bring him up the ball just like LeBron James does. That often, it'll be in his hands. He'll be the one calling the shots. Ali Cassell, our guest, ESPN 1420. You think back to a year ago at this time, you were about a month into roughly Zion's NBA debut. So he had a little bit of tread on the tires. It was pre-sports shutdown. And the Pels at the moment, at that moment, were you know an exciting team. They were winning some, they were losing some. But the big thing, the obvious thing was, man, Zion's gassed. I mean, he's, he's fun, but he's gassed. You saw him on Sunday play as much as he did Fourth quarter, overtime, point Zion, bringing the ball up. Um, I'm not going to say he looked like he was, you know, fresh out of bed and just drank coffee, but he didn't look like he was running out of gas either. I mean, he looked like a lot of guys do, you know, late in the game. There is some some fatigue, but nothing that was slowing him down in terms of what he wanted to do, if that makes sense. That is uh, just a considerable difference from a year ago at this time, and I think it's a big part of why he's able to now assimilate some other parts of his game to the NBA that are really starting to click and just work. Right. Yeah, that, that was evident. Even when he was getting the shorter bursts, when they were really had the reins on him, you, you could see how much he was not just sweating, but how out of breath, right? You could see he was spent. And compared to now playing for the first time ever he played 40 minutes in, in a game and you're right seemed absolutely fine he had plenty in reserve down the stretch uh so that bodes well looks like he's the type at least in my opinion to work himself into an nba season right i think you could say at the start of this year scott he didn't look like the way he has over the last month or so conditioning wise so th- that's a great sign honestly i think that this because we were wondering He's coming into this season, and he still looked to be carrying a little bit more weight than you probably would have liked to see. And so it's going to be something he obviously battles every year. David Griffin has multiple times. But the fact that he can achieve a level that you know basically perpetuates the NBA-style conditioning that he needs, then I think that, like I said, bodes well. Maybe I'll you know, carry this forward for the rest of his career and get stay in the shape that he needs to be. But either way... Yes, Scott, I I think we're finally seeing that here's the bottom line, Duke Zion, right? Where was all that explosiveness, that athleticism? Because there was a stretch earlier this month in February where, boy, he was suddenly putting up the block numbers. And there's been games where he's been putting up the steal numbers. And you see that. You see what was had been missing, especially last year. So thankfully we can write off last year to basically being a rehab season. I mean, when you're coming in late in the game, um, after 50 or so odd games have already been played, and you're still working on a knee injury, then I think every every expectation should be we've got to give this guy just some time to get his body right. Well, he's now proven the fact that, hey, I don't think it's going to be an issue moving forward with him. And that that's key for a guy that's with that kind of frame to stay healthy, to stay on top of his condition is going to be so key for his future. Ali Casella, the bird rights, our guest. I'm Scott Prather, ESPN 1420. That leads me to my final question. And as I sometimes do with you, I have to kind of blabber about something before to set it up. I may be long winded, but I think, you know, this team will grow as much as Zion and, and Brandon Ingram grow and grow together. 
And you, you referenced earlier Ingram and sort of crunch time. And I think we've seen a, a, a lot of Brandon over the last season and a half. And not to say that certain aspects can't improve, but he appears to be, by my estimation, at his best when there isn't much, um, there's not much time or, or, or thought. But whenever it's just natural and react and boom, go. Two dribbles, shoot. Uh, catch, shoot, right? Uh, makes his decision, okay, I'm driving here, I'm going all the way into the paint, and I'm going to shoot it. There isn't, uh, you know, or or two dribbles pass, whatever it might be, but I think when late in games and you're playing for a last shot, okay, 20 seconds left, turn the shot clock off, there's a lot of time between it. Do I go over the screen? Do I go under it? Okay, now, shoot, they double me. Let me just pull up. Let me try to shoot it. He's at his best when it's just boom, boom, boom. Whereas Zion, you give him the ball at the top, and – He's just a guy that in the air he just sort of can hang up there for so long and just make a decision in a split second. Am I going to shoot it here? Am I going to rise? Am I going to pass it off? He seems to be really good in those situations. Now, they both have their strengths and they both have their weaknesses, which we could get into, but I think that leads me to my final question. The beginning of this season, Ingram was playing so well and and still is playing really good, by the way. I think I think lately there's been – more talk about a few things he's not doing well and not enough maybe attention given to the things he's still doing extremely well. Um, it, it, it was it – was, everyone say this is Ingram's team, this is Ingram's team, blah, blah, blah. Zion's only 20. B.I.'s only 23. Is it now Zion's team? Is that what's happened over the last three and a half, four weeks? Mm, that's a great question. I would say not exactly. We still don't see Zion – basically grab hold of a team, whether it's through dominating every key possession, asking for the ball, you name it. He, he hasn't, I, I feel like, ascended to that type of leadership of this team, control of this team yet. But I think it's going to happen, Scott. I think everybody probably wants it to happen because Zion has proven to be that one-in-the-generation type of player because he's now showing us the vast array of skills. Let's not forget, he's made four of nine from three-point range this seat, or excuse me, this this past month too. So he suddenly put it on the table pretty much everything you want to see out of somebody that you want to anoint, maybe the next you know follower behind LeBron James or one of the best players to come around in a long, long time. Not to say, as you mentioned, and I'm glad you mentioned, Brandon Ingram's still having a great season. He's he's putting up almost the exact same numbers he did last year in an All-Star campaign. So I think he's going to be fine in the long term, but you're right. We've noticed as beat writers, when within games, Brandon Ingram either gets the ball versus, or, or yeah, gets the ball either on a wing, on a cut, has, has a quick decision to, uh, to basically make versus when he's bringing the ball up, when he's trying to initiate the offense. And it seems like he does better in kind of more that first role like a Clay Thompson, like somebody that's basically catching it on the wing and he's already open or he just takes one or two dribbles and then makes a decision whether to pass or shoot. Um, yeah, I feel like he does get in trouble, Scott, when he just pounds the ball on the floor. Because he's not the fastest guy. He's definitely not the strongest guy. So it's a little more difficult for him to get around players. Fortunately, he's got that length. But again, for right now, it seems like he's just best suited in, the, in kind of that 1B type of role. So, yeah, I think they have stumbled upon something that you hope they'll ride to the end of the year. 
Brandon Ingram can still be trusted to basically lead an offense because when he gets hot, just give him the ball, get out of the way. We see it, right, for stretches of a quarter. We'll suddenly put up, you know, 15 points or so, maybe miss one or two shots, get to the free throw line, but he's also getting others involved. But he hasn't proven that to be able to handle that workload at the end of games or or a full 48 minutes. Fortunately, the Falcons do have a guy that you think might be able to do that in Zion. So let's just hope that they, they keep figuring it out, but let's give them some more time, right? 23-year-old and 20-year-old in, in this tough, tough league where it really it takes a lot of games under your belt to figure out who you are and especially to come together as a team who trust one another. Ingram and Zion, uh, the pair of Pelicans who, you know, if they make it together in the future, then the team's going to make it. And, uh, and grow, but it's going to take time. It's a loaded West. You're seeing growing pains, but figuring those things out, right? Like we were saying, you know, last shot, crunch time, what do you want to do with it? What, you know, how do we, how do we um, elevate each other's strengths and try to decrease maybe a part of our game that, that isn't that strong yet at this time? And, and how do we help one another do that? And I think they're figuring it out, but I love BI late in the game and the, and the win against Boston going over to Zion and saying, uh, you're going to make this shot. you got to take care of it mm-hmm. at the end of regulation. Zion's like, man, that's all the confidence I needed. So good stuff, and uh, they'll play the Pistons tonight. Got a few more games before the uh, midseason All-Star break. Ali Cassell, he's our All-Star when it comes to talking pals. At Ali Cassell on Twitter, at O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, covering the Pels for SB Nation, co-host of the Bird Calls, Inno Podcast, and a friend of mine and a good dude all around. Appreciate it, Ollie, man. All the best. Thanks for waking up early with us. Absolutely. Take care, Scott. You got it.